building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. I am excited to be here with you today. I'm also getting my siding redone on my house and currently hiding in my teen daughter's room to record, hoping that you can't hear any banging in the background. So I guess we'll see how this goes. Today's topic is five creative ways to grow your business in 2023. I think we all know that growing a business is not easy. There's really nothing that is super simple or straightforward about it, but sometimes it is easier than other times, like when there is a lot of money in the market, when people aren't scared to spend. And right now, as we deal with so much uncertainty in the economy, which we talked about last week, it's definitely starting to feel a little bit like the beginning of COVID, where people lost large chunks of business and were forced to try to make it up while keeping people employed. And I was definitely one of them. You've heard me say this before, but we lost about 40% of our business when COVID started. Joy, that was not exciting to deal with. And we were forced to get very, very creative about how we sold. We ended up taking a hit to revenue and having to partially furlough our team, but the furlough ended after a few months and we were able to retain every team member, which was pretty cool. So we worked our way out of it fairly quickly. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the strategy that we use to gain back business during that time, and then a couple of new ideas that I've been reading about and are floating around in my mind that we're going to try either at my company or with some clients this year. So number one is... I mean, this one's kind of a no-brainer. Examine how you're selling your product or service. You have to make it as easy as humanly possible to buy from you. Today's buyers want to find out most of the information that they need online before they ever talk to you. They don't want to be funneled to some crappy canned demo where they have to sit through it just to get a price. They want self-serve content. They want the questions that they have during their sales process answered up front and via content on your website, not hidden behind gates and meetings and whatnot. Check out They Ask You Answer, the book, if you have not read it. It is a phenomenal structure that will help you publish content that your buyers actually want to read. They want to not have to talk to bots to get all of their questions answered. I know that the web bots were very popular for a time and they still are. And it's fine answering a few questions to get where you need to go. But no one wants to have an endless conversation with a bot. That just leads to frustration. Buyers are also looking for things like simple terms. So one thing that we did was re-examine our policy of not selling project-based work. We started doing that. We started creating shorter contract lengths because really we don't need to lock people in if we're performing and showing value. So it just forced us to improve our services. 
buyers want clear goals and clear indicators of success. So tell them what does success look like and what can they expect? So number one in summary is really take a look at how other companies or other people, depending on what you sell, buy from you and make it as easy as humanly possible. If you're going to your website and getting annoyed about the experience, chances are other people are probably even more annoyed. Number two is get rid of the sacred cows. I love the phrase sacred cows for some reason. I'm going to use it as much as possible moving forward. So what processes, thought patterns, even products or services are you holding on to that are simply not serving you or your company? Here is an example. So maybe you own a podcasting studio and you offer podcast production services and your team is excellent at editing every single episode that you send back to a client, minimal edits, amazing. But the process of putting together show notes stinks and you don't have a good resource. There are a bunch of ways that you could solve this problem outside of just making your customers live with subpart work. One, you could tell your buyers that they need to write their own show notes. Two, you could provide templates for purchase that help them figure out how to write show notes. Three, you could sell them a training service to write show notes. Or four, you could sell a premium upgrade for show notes and you could hire a more expensive writer, but you will ensure satisfaction and you could make more money along the way. Right now is not the time to just do things the way that they've always been done. Or we do this because someone came up with it 10 years ago and that's that. It is time to think more creatively about how we get to the end result and not just working with what's in front of us. One thing that I like to ask my team is, in an ideal world where there are no constraints, how would we solve this problem? Like, is there a new technology? Is there a different way that we would want to look at this? And how can we adapt some of that into what we're doing now? Number three is something I don't think companies do enough. Examine why your customers are leaving and get to the real real reason. There are a whole lot of BS reasons that customers give. And if you accept their reasons at face value, you will never know really why they're leaving. One example is we had a client leave last year who showed up to a meeting and said, we're growing too fast and we're bringing this in-house. Like, okay, I'm sure that's not the whole story. And the Jackie of five years ago would have been like, oh my God, okay, so sorry. I'll let you out of your contract. But the Jackie of today dug and dug and dug and had conversation after conversation to find out what was really going on. I think it's important to know that your customers can be saved even if they're pissed, even if they have already submitted notice of termination. But you have to be willing to admit that you're wrong. Take ownership, even if it's not totally your fault, and work with them to fix it. I think relating to your customers goes a long way. Yeah, I would be annoyed if I were you too. I'm sorry that expectations were not correctly set, but we are dedicated to helping move this forward in the most productive way and ensuring that you are satisfied. So will you stick with us for another few months knowing that you are going to to get you know, one-on-one attention from whoever. I think there's a lot that we can do to make things better. And by the time customers leave, we're like, ah, whatever, they sucked anyway. I mean, <laughs> that's not exactly what we say. But you know, I think by the time a customer relationship ends, it's often been hard, hard for both parties. And we just want to brush it off and move on instead of trying to fix it. 
And there are, by the way, a lot of other hidden meanings for terminations. Things like we don't have budget really probably means they don't see the value and they don't want to reallocate budget from other spend to your services or your product. We aren't seeing results. That might mean they aren't fully using your product or your team is not communicating the result of your services or whatever it may be. Number four is you have to do the legwork. I know a lot of founders and teams that it kind of seems like they're waiting for magic. Like, let's put a marketing program in place and poof, we have web traffic and leads and revenue. And that's just not how it works. I talk to customers all the time about the super manual work that goes into filling a pipeline and growing a customer base. If you're posting content online, that's a great start. Are you also connecting with other thought leaders in your industry, writing thoughtful comments, adding new connections every day, striking up non-threatening, non-pitch slapping conversations? Are you providing them value before you ask for something? Are you sharing your content with others? Are you sharing the content of others? There is a lot that you have to do that doesn't just include pressing publish and hoping that people come to you. The business ecosystem really only gives back to you when you give to it. So if you want to learn more about how my company uses social media specifically to fill our pipeline, I did a LinkedIn live training a few months ago, shameless plug, a free training, and it breaks down our whole process. And I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. Okay, I can't end this podcast without saying number five is personal branding is a killer way to grow a company. You might think that it's too late to start because you're not an early adopter. There's always a quote-unquote best time to start. When the early adopters did it years ago, you know, the people that were on Facebook when you could reach millions and the people that were first to LinkedIn video six years ago when you could reach 100,000 people just by publishing a video. That's great, but those times are over. And the next best time to start is right now. Make sure you check out episodes 51, 111, and 151 for more on this topic. All right, so in summary, the five creative ways are, one, make sure buying your product or service is as easy as humanly possible. Two, get rid of your sacred cows. Make sure that you are examining everything your company is doing and slashing, getting rid of the things that are not working. Three, examine why your customers are leaving. Ask the hard questions. Find out why they are really leaving. Four, do the legwork. You can't just build it and they will come. That is not accurate. And five, start a personal brand. Hit me in the DMs on LinkedIn if you have questions on that one. I have tons of content on it, so tons for you to check out. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you.